الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ونضع الموازين القسط ليوم القيامه فلا تظلم نفس شيئا وان كان مثقال حبه من خردل اتينا بها وكفى بنا حاسبين صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان عنده شيء فليرده لا تقل فضوح الدنيا الا ان فضوح الدنيا ايسر من فضوح الاخره او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders below brothers in islam one important lesson that we learn in time of strife in time of difficulty in time of hardship as we've been mentioning over the last few jumuas is that this has to create a consciousness within us to introspect to look within ourselves and to acknowledge and realize that in reality my and your existence in this world is temporary inna ja'alna ma 'ala al-ardi zinatan laha linabluhum ayyuhum ahsanu amala the little child in palestine in palestine in gaza that loses his life in infancy those mothers and parents who are going through such hardships difficulties and trials if you look at it from a narrow perspective of this life then we may fall into this trap which the forces of batil are trying to convince us almost on a daily basis to measure success to measure achievement to measure the objectivities of this life on the basis of what is in front of us in this dunya but the verse of the quran which i recited allah says we have made this world attractive zina the glitter and glamour of the light of the lights of this world the five star hotels the beautiful holiday destinations the fancy cars the pomp the splendor the luxury not because this is a basis of success or achievement reality what does allah say linabluhum in order to test us and because we get into this ghaflat because we get into this negligence because we get caught up in this rat race and cycle of the dunya 
Allah Ta'ala out of His mercy now and then gives us a knock, gives us a shake, gives us a reminder, gives us a wake-up call. And by we have to realize Mujhe bhi marna hai or tujhe bhi marna hai. We have to die. This is not the life. The life is the life of Akhirat. The reckoning and the justice and the true success is not the reckoning and justice and success of this world, but the verse of the Qur'an which I recited in the beginning. Allah says, another day is coming. وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطِ Beautifully how the Qur'an puts it. Allah says, on that day we are going to erect a scale. The scale to decide, to determine who are the successful ones who have failed. That mother and who had to see her child's life taken away right in front of her eyes, did she in fact fail? In that court, in that court which Quran describes, Al-Qis, the court of justice, there the scales will be balanced. There we will know and understand, Sofa tara, idan kashafatil ghubar, afarasun tahta rijlika mil himar, like the poet says, soon you will see, soon you will see, when the dust settles, who was riding the horse and who was riding the ass. Whether the pomp and the luxury and the glitter and glamour of this dunya has any real meaning. Or whether those suffering individuals whose fuel has been cut off, whose water has been cut off, whose lights have been cut off, whose basic amenities of life have been cut off, who are going through such persecution and hardship, did they in fact lose? Tomorrow when we see on the scales of justice, Allah says, فَلَا تُذْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا In this court, your military might and your fancy claims and your so-called courts of justice will not have any say whatsoever. This is Allah's court. فَلَا تُذْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا No zulam, no oppression will take place. وَإِن كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلْ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا And this is such a court Allah says, whatever you did in this dunya, even if it is equivalent to an atom's weight, we are going to bring it in front of you. And we, Allah, we are the ones who will truly exact retribution and will do the correct reckoning. The point, my respected brothers, hearts are heavy, hearts are crying out, we are making dua. But as I have repeated over and over again, that crying, that dua, those efforts that we are making, whatever direction they are, if they are minus introspection, if we haven't looked inside, we haven't got our affairs in order, we haven't reminded ourselves when we see those bloodied corpses of our brothers and sisters that have been oppressed and massacred, when we see that, we haven't reminded ourselves that our time to leave this world is coming near. Our time also to meet Allah is coming near. They are giving their lives in the path of Allah. They will meet Allah in such a condition. The limbs will be separated from the body. The color will be blood. The smell or the fragrance will be that of musk. Your and I meeting in what 
condition is it going to take place? We speak of making dua. Dua, crying for them, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has to be with introspection. Look within ourselves. Take a check and analysis of our lives. How much are we preparing for mort? How much are we preparing for death? And what greater example? What greater example than that of our noble and beloved master, Janabi Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At this time, when in front of our mind's eye, images of mort, of death, of mass slaughter is coming, this is the time for us to reflect over the period of the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What were the gems, what were the pearls that our master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left behind for us? That at the time of reflecting on death, on preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is important? Look within our lives. December period is coming. How many of us? Our houses are bonded. Our businesses are bonded. How many of us are involved in riba? How many of us are involved in interest? How many of us have entered into transactions where we procured money from other people and we have absolutely no intention of paying back? How many of us have usurped and trampled upon the rights of others? My respected brothers, let those scenes of massacre and hardship be a wake-up call for you and I. Take stock. Take stock. Start the preparation from now. Get our affairs in order. Get our affairs in order. It was the 29th of Safar. 13 days plus minus before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before the first sign of Qiyamah, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the first, mafum of the riwayat, the first sign of Qiyamah will be the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ghaliban it was a Wednesday after Asr Salah. My Nabi had just returned from Baqi'ah. He had a severe headache. That was the starting of what we call the terminal illness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Occasion of Jumu'ah time is very, very limited. But we are going to focus on one or two important things that transpired during that period. And my respected brothers, let us not just listen. We are not here to be entertained. Let us take this to heart. Few days before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, such was the love of our master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such was his connection with the ummah that Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu and a group of sahaba, mostly from Medina Munawwara, they come to visit Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam according to riwayat, plus minus five or six days before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My Nabi is in severe pain. My Nabi is in severe hardship and difficulty. Terrible fever. They enter in his majlis, yet 
Even in that condition, his face lights up. He's beaming, he's happy, he's overjoyed to see Sahaba. Hayakumullah, welcome, marhaban bikum, welcome to you. Effusively and then, he knows the time of departure is near. Such is the concern, such is the connection with the ummah. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam starts giving them dua. Nasarakumullah, awakumullah, hadakumullah, qabilakumullah. Rafa'akumullah, razaqakumullah, salimakumullah, Allahu Akbar. My respected brothers, if you want to understand the love Rasulullah Wasallam had for you and I, and had for his ummah, there is no mother or no father. If you sit with a pen and paper, and spend an entire day and think of what I would want to give my children, this dua that Rasulullah Wasallam gives sahaba and then the ummah on this occasion, there is nothing left out. May Allah help you. May Allah protect you. May Allah provide for you. May Allah raise you. May Allah elevate you. May Allah sustain you. May Allah become your companion. May Allah... Wallah. It's impossible to translate. There's nothing that he left out. Such dua. Such dua. And then... Usikum. Usikum. وَنَفْسِي بِتَقْوَ اللَّهِ O my ummah, I advise you, adopt taqwa, turn towards Allah. أُسِلَّهَ بِكُمْ I ask my Allah also to protect you. I am going to leave. I am handing you over to my Allah. And then, and then so that you and I should not have any doubt who is the target. All these du'as, all these du'as, that pain, that hurt of separation, that love. Allahu Akbar at this juncture, he says to, that sahab, to those sahaba what no other Nabi said to his ummah. He said, oh my sahaba, every person to come after you, every person to come after you of my ummah that will bring iman upon you, I am making you a witness. And I am making you zimedar and responsible that convey my salams to them. At this jang, in other words, to make us understand that all this advice, all these duas is not only for those sahaba. The ummah to come after, like one sahabi comes on one occasion to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tuba, Tuba, liman amana bika waraak. He says, Mubarak. How fortunate that person is, Ya Rasulullah, who brought Iman upon you and saw you. Allahu Akbar, what does my Nabi do when he hears this? He says, Tuba, Thumma Tuba, Thumma Tuba, Saba Marat, Mubarak, once, not once, twice, thrice, four times, five times, six times, Seven times Mubarak, Liman Amanabi, Walam Yarani, to that person of my ummah who will come after you, who without seeing me will bring Iman upon me. Such love, such compassion, such concern. And yet, barely five days remain in the sojourn of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this world. He's in a state of semi-consciousness. He's not able to even lift himself up. It's mentioned in the riwayat 
that Rasulullah advised the family members to gather water from the wells of from the seven wells of Medina. In order to restore revive him, to restore his strength, he wanted to bathe in that water. There was no tub in the house of Rasulullah. A tub had to be brought from the home of Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha. Water from the seven wells is put together. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bathes in that water. Little bit ifaqa, little bit strength. Supported. One side, Fazal bin Abbas. The other side, Abbas. One riwayat, Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Holding their shoulders. He's not even able to walk. His feet are being dragged on the ground. In that condition, he leaves the home of Aisha. Taken in this condition to the masjid. Masjid is full. Sahaba are crying. The impending doom is in front of them. What greater catastrophe can there be than the departure of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What type of love Sahaba had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The masjid is full. In that condition of utter weakness, he mounts the member. Sahaba there in front of him. What was so important? What drove him in that condition to be carried like this to the masjid? What was that important message that had to be given in this condition that he couldn't, he didn't remain in that room and say to Sahaba, convey this message. He came himself. For you and I to understand the importance of this. Ya yuannas, innahu qaddana minni hukukum min bayni adhurikum. I'm going to translate this as close as possible. O people, O my ummah. I lived my life with you. I transacted with you. There were business dealings. There was social interaction. I lived amongst you. There was an exchange of emotions. There was an exchange financially, socially, whatever it may have been. This interaction. Allah, فَمَنْ كُنْتُ جَلَدْتُ لَهُ زَهْرًا فَهَذَا ظَهْرِي فَلْيَسْتَقْلِمِنْ وَمَنْ كُنْتُ شَتَمْتُ لَهُ عِرْضًا فَهَذَا عِرْضِي فَلْيَسْتَقْدِمِنْ وَمَنْ أَخَذْتُ لَهُ مَالًا فَهَذَا مَالِي فَلْيَسْتَقْدِمِنْ It is possible that I may have insulted someone unjustly. It is possible that I may have hurt someone unjustly. It is possible that I may be owing some of you some money, some financial deal took place, and you have some right over me. In this pitiable condition, Allah's Rasul says to them, I have presented myself in front of you. Please, I am begging you, demand your right from me. If I have insulted any of you today, insult me back. If I have hurt any one of you today, hurt me back. If I am owing anyone amongst you, if there is some financial dealing and I have usurped the right of any one of you, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I am begging you, demand your right from me. Why? And don't hold back. Don't hold back. Why inna min ahabbikum ilayya? Because the one of you that will stand up today and demand his right from me. Oh, one of the two. He will be the most beloved to me. I will hold nothing against you. Why? 
because I fear the day when I have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That court, that court, my respected brothers, who is this? This is that personality, that personality. Ibrahim Khalilullah makes dua. Wala tukhzini yawma yub'athoon. O Allah, do not disgrace me on the day of judgment. Ibrahim Khalilullah, dua. O Allah, don't disgrace me on the day of judgment. For Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam without dua. What does Allah say in the Quran? Yawma la yukhzillahun nabi. Allah describes the day of Qiyamah as the day when we will never disgrace Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibrahim Khalilullah waghfirli wali abi makes dua to Allah. Then Allah forgive me, forgive my family. Ibrahim Khalilullah makes dua. For Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna, inna, fatahna laka fatham mubina, liyaghfira laka Allahu ma taqaddama min dhambika wa ma taakhar. Oh my Nabi, your past and future sins are already forgiven by Allah. Ibrahim Khalilullah being tossed into the fire, Hasbi Allah, wa ni'mal wakil, Hasbi Allah, wa ni'mal wakil, oh Allah become sufficient for me, you are the best of protectors, Khalilullah dua, alayhi salam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya ayyuhan nabi, Hasbukallah, oh my nabi, Allah is already sufficient for you. We can't imagine his maqam, we can't imagine his status, we can't imagine the acceptance in the sight of Allah. Yet, yet, did I usurp anybody's right? On one occasion, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's the battle, war is taking place. In that emotion, in that stampede, the condition arises. One sahabi inadvertently by mistake brings his foot down on the foot of Rasulullah. Nabi sallallahu Brings his foot down on the foot of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine, in war, this type of shoe will be a metal shoe. If it is crushed on someone's leg, it will hurt them. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Oh, Jantani, you hurt me. And in that, in that emotion, he struck out, lightly touched that sahabi. Allahu Akbar. That sahabi the whole night couldn't sleep. I heard the Nabi of Allah. The Nabi of Allah said, Oh, Ja'atani, what is going to happen to me tomorrow? What is going to happen in Qiyamah next day? Next day the announcement is made. Rasulullah is summoning that person that he struck out against. He calls that person. This person thinks, Wahi may have come down. Revelation may have come down. What is going to happen to me? When he presents himself, I'm cutting the incident short. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to him, Yesterday I hit out at you, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And then, not only forgiveness, gives him as hadiya, as a gift, seven camels. Call it seven Prado, seven Mercedes Benz in the currency of that time. Why? Because inadvertently I lashed out at you. On the occasion of Badr, Sawad bin Ghuzayya radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is straightening the sufuf. At the time of Badr, he was leaning flunt. Oh, his stomach may have been protruding. Various riwayat. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is straightening the safs. So with his asa, with his stick, he lightly taps the bare stomach of Sawad bin Ghuzayya. In other words, step back. 
immediately the sahabi says oh jatani ya rasulullah you hurt me you usurp usurp my right i want repayment i want retribution i want qisas allahu akbar what is the reaction does he become upset does he become angry does he take that sahabi to task no pearls are being left behind lessons are being left behind for you and i that don't destroy your akhirat don't destroy your neki don't destroy your good deeds don't destroy your connection with allah by usurping the rights of others hal tadruna man almuflis my nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked sahaba on one occasion oh my sahaba do you know who's the bankrupt person of my ummah they said malla dirham lahu wala mata ya rasulullah that person whose bank balance is zero he is the bankrupt person he said no 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 innal muflisa min ummati the bankrupt person of my ummah man yati yawm al qiyamah bi salatin wa siyamin wa zakah is that person who will come before allah on the day of judgment with a mountain of fast with a mountain of neki with a mountain of salah with a mountain of good deeds but shatama hada darab hada akala mada hada qadafa hada he insulted so and so hit so and so usurped the rights of so and so ate up the wealth of so and so and he did this and he did that and all those plaintiffs will be lined up that day the currency will be what hazrat sheikh Mawlana Zakaria rahmatullah alayhi used to say you will have to pay you will have to pay on that day if you don't pay in this dunya if you don't pay back in this dunya that two pennies of someone that you ate up that day the currency will be your neki you will have to pay back with 700 accepted salah for two nekis that you ate up rather pay it here how many do we have 700 accepted salah Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah great scholar of Islam he would say for me to for me to pay back for me to pay back one dirham that is doubtful that i took from someone is more preferable to me than spending 600000 dirhams in charity pay back one dirham that is doubtful that i usurped of someone is more preferable to me than paying back 6 hundred then giving in charity 600000 dirhams they understood the sangini they understood how delicate this matter is usurping the rights of others abdullah bin masud radiyallahu ta'ala nuz riwayat he said al qatl fi sabil allah al qatl fi sabil allah becoming shaheed in the path of allah to kaffiru dhunub kullaha Allah before the drop of the martyr the blood reaches the ground Allah will wipe away all his sins illa al-amana illa al-amana illa al-amana except where he made khianat except where he usurped the rights of someone except where he owes someone falsified some documents took someone's property took someone's money took someone's wealth without his permission utilized it mails made false promises abdullah bin masud radiyallahu ta'ala who says the shaheed will be brought before allah on the day of judgment allah will say to him at the amanatak that right of your brother that you took 
go and pay it back now. He will say, Ya Allah, yawma tubaddalu al-ard, ghayr al-ard, wa-samawat, wa-barazu lillahi al-wahid al-qahar. The earth will have been appended. Now it is a flat ground. The dunya is no more there. That haq is no more there. That land which you ate up is no more there. That right of your sister's inheritance which you ate up is no more there. That document which you falsified and you serve someone's thing is no more there. Those lawyers and those witnesses that you bought off to eat up the haq of someone, all that is no more there. Allah will say, pay back what you took. Pay back what you took. Shaheed. Shaheed. He will say, Ya Allah, how am I going to pay it back? Look at the riwayat of Abdullah bin Masood. Don't take this lightly. Allah will say to him, it is in Hawiyah. Jahannam, laha sabatu abuab. Allah says, Jahannam, there are seven layers, seven doors of Jahannam. Jahannam, Sa'ir, Sakar, Lava, Khutama. Seven layers of Jahannam. Inna al-munafiqeen, fit darkil asfali minan nar, walan tajida lahum nasira. Allah says, the munafiqeen will be in the lowest level of Jahannam. Munafiqeen will be in Hawiya, the lowest level of Jahannam. How deep is Jahannam? Allah protect me, Allah protect you. How deep is Jahannam? Tirmizi Sharif riwayat. Sahaba say, once we were with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a thunderous explosion is heard. We looked around, we couldn't see anything. Ya Rasulullah, what is that sound? He said, he said, one boulder was flung into Jahannam 70 years ago. Today it has reached the depths of Jahannam. That thunderous explosion that you heard was that boulder falling for 70 years till it reached Hawiyah. Allah will say to this shaheed, shaheed, martyr, who ate up the right of someone, go and fetch what you took from that person, pay it back, it is in Hawiyah. Go to Hawiyah and fetch it. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Jahash radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Says on one occasion, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after one janazah, sitting on the wall of Baqi, all of a sudden, my Nabi looks up, then he looks down, he's shocked, he's overtaken, covers his head, subhanallah, ma'unzila min tashdeed what a weighty, what a weighty command from Allah has come, what a weighty command from Allah has come, he's overtaken, sahaba said, fa'arafna wa sakatna, we saw what happened. We saw the reaction. We were silenced. We were stupefied. None of us had the courage to ask him, Ya Rasulullah, what revelation has come that has caused you to react like this? He says, it took me 24 hours, one day, to muster up the courage. And I went to Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I said, Ya Rasulullah, Matashdeed alladhi unzil, Matashdeed alladhi unzil. What was that weighty thing that caused you to react like that? He said, Oh, 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 Muhammad. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Jahash, the narrator of the riwayat. My Nabi said to him, Kaan kol kar sunlena. This is Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sadiqul masduq. The seven heavens and the seven earths can come to an end. Lie, cheat, usurp, eat up someone's right. Think you have gotten away. Allah protect me, Allah protect you. None of us have gotten away. No one is going to get away. That day is coming. 
That day is coming. There won't be any zulm. There won't be any oppression. That will be the court of justice. One atom's weight we will have to answer for. Allah is very merciful when it comes to the wrongs that we did with Allah. When it comes to the wrongs with our fellow human beings. The lies, the treachery, the deception, the insults, the ghibat, the hurting the feelings of others. The clock of life is ticking. The clock of life is ticking. Khan Kolkar Sunlena, Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Jahash, Ya Rasulullah, what was that weighty? What does my Nabi say? Walladhi nafsu Muhammadin biyadihi By the oath of that being in whose hands lies the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Law qutila fi sabilillah thumma ash thumma qutil thumma ash if someone of my ummah becomes shaheed in the path of Allah, is given life, becomes shaheed again, is given life, shaheed upon shaheed upon shaheed, wa alayhi deen. And he owes someone something. He's usurped the rights of someone. Umrah, hajj, putting up masjids, madrasas, whatever he may have done. Shaheed, Shaheed, my Nabi says, Shaheed given life, Shaheed given life by the qasam of the Rabb of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If he usurped the rights of someone, wa alayhi deed, ma dakhal al-jannah, ma dakhal al-jannah hatta yuqda deenu, he will never enter jannah till he does not pay back. He will never enter Jannah till he does not pay back. My Nabi, when he was called to make the Janazah Salah of someone, he wouldn't ask, is this person a Zani? He wouldn't ask, is this person even Qatil? He wouldn't ask, he wouldn't ask, is this person Namazi or Be Namazi? Is this person Fasik or Fajir? What question would he ask? What question would he ask? What question would he ask? Listen with the ears of Iman. Janazah! Shafat, Dua of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sabi in front, my Nabi would ask, does he owe someone anything? Is he indebted? Is he indebted? Does someone have a financial right over him? If Sahaba said yes, my Nabi would step away and he would instruct someone else to make that janazah salah. One riwayat it comes, he said, he addressed Sahaba, he said, you have a choice, someone said he owes two dinars, Two coins, two coins, two coins. Not usurp someone's property, not edit someone's right, not falsified documents, not lies and treachery, not a mountain of riba and debt, not a mountain of false promises, two dinars. And what does my Nabi say to that majma? Fa'in shi'tum, fa'in shi'tum fafdu. If you want, one of you step up and pay the two dinars on his behalf. Hand your brother over to the azab of Allah. Hand your brother over to the azab of Allah. The choice is yours. Don't take this lightly. Don't take this lightly. Straightening the safs. My Nabi touched the stomach of Sawad bin Huzayya radiallahu ta'ala anhu with his asa. Look at the lesson that he left behind. Ya Rasulallah, you hurt me. I want my haq. Without any question, my Nabi says, take your haq. Here is my asa. Take your haq. I don't want to answer in that court. What does that sahabi say? Ya Rasulallah, Ya Rasulallah, my stomach was bare. You're, you have a covering over your stomach. I want my full haq. Remove the covering from your stomach. Nabi Salaam removes it. Sahaba are shocked. Sahaba are dumbfounded. What is going on? They can't even understand this. Yet Rasulullah Salaam removes the covering from his stomach. 
what does Sawad bin Ghuzayya radiallahu ta'ala do? Clings to the body of Rasulullah sallallahu Profusely starts kissing the stomach of Rasulullah. He says, Ya Rasulullah, the battle is about to start. The battle is, I don't know if I'm going to live after this day. I wanted, I saw an opportunity that how, how I can stand in Allah's court and the last thing that is there that I can present to my Allah is that my lips touch the body of his Nabi. But what was the sabak? What was the lesson? Oh my sahaba, I lived amongst you. I lived amongst you. I lived amongst you. Have I eaten the right of anyone? Demand it today. Have I usurped anyone's financial right? Demand I'm begging you. I am begging you. There was not a single sahabi whose eyes were dry. On that occasion, my Nabi said, Man kana indahu shayun, falyaruddahu. If any one of you has usurped the right of anyone else, pay it back now. Pay it back now. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel it hard to go and ask for forgiveness. Don't feel it difficult to go and address that. Why? La taqul dunya. Don't let the embarrassment of this world become an impediment to you. Why? Inna fuduh al-akhirah. Inna fuduh al-dunya. Aysan min fuduh al-akhirah. My Nabi said the embarrassment of, of dunya is very, very little. Insignificant compared to the embarrassment of akhirat. We've run out of time, but to complete this incident, it's impossible to truly make anyone understand the veracity of such an incident. The sabak, the lesson that is being left behind by our beloved master, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba say in that condition, after this khutbah, my Nabi steps off the mimbar, makes the zuhr salah, and after the zuhr salah, climbs back onto the member in that condition and gives the same message again. Again, anyone has any right, man kana inda akhihi madlamatun falyaruddahu alyom qabla la yakuna dirham wala mata. He said, oh my sahaba, if you have oppressed anyone, Pay it back. Another court is coming. There, there won't be currency of this world. What will the currency be? One riwayat. Qabla an yukhada min hasana min sayyatihi. There, the zina of that person. There, the sharab of someone. There, the lies of someone. There, the treachery of someone. His whole life he was namazi. His whole life he was namazi. His whole life he was in tabligh. His whole life he was going for hajj and umrah. His whole life he was going in the path of Allah. Today Allah protect us. He is in Jahannam for the zina of someone else. For the lies of someone else. For the benamazi of someone else. For the treachery of someone else. Why? Because he ate up the rights of others. My Nabi said, that is the bankrupt person of my ummah. That is the bankrupt person of my ummah. That is the bankrupt person of my ummah. For Allah's sake, my respected brothers, take the sabak. Take the lesson. We want our du'as to be accepted. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu anhu. On this I will terminate. Once someone says to him, Tustajabu da'watuk. Min baini ashabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we take nothing else from this bayan, take this. I'm terminating on this. I've run out of time already. 
Sahabi, who is known as Mustajabu Dawa, that whenever he raises his hands, Allah accepts his dua. Someone says to him one day, that what is so special about you, that whenever you make dua, your duas are accepted. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas is told, Tustajabu Dawat, Bain Ashabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, amongst the companions of Muhammad, you are Mustajabu Dawa. What is so special on this?